Are we two friends that like to chat? Absolutely. Do we have opinions to share? Clearly. Are we proud of our accomplishments but can laugh at our failures? Definitely. But really, is this just an excuse to hang out together? Oh, for sure. As we grow our podcast, please support us by subscribing and leaving a review. Hi, I'm Laura. Hi, I'm Erica, and today's topic in our series of Tough Topics with Good Friends is one that's sensitive, and we wanted to share our stories to bring more normalcy to the conversation. So this episode is going to be about infertility and miscarriages. So Erica and I have both gone through the phrase of, oh, when are you getting married? Suddenly becoming, oh, when are you having kids? Oh, yeah. And there's never a great way to answer. So we both knew we wanted to have kids, but have ended up in different places. And now that we are past that point of our lives, we wanted to share our journeys in order to tell a different version of fertility and pregnancy than what is normally told. And we know it's sensitive and difficult to process. And for many people, it usually goes undiscussed. Mm -hmm. So as a way to support those going through their own ups and downs, we're opening up about the difficulties, the misinformation, emotions we went through, and then finally trying to offer support tools and advice that we'd impart to those who want to be a good friend to someone who has or is going through this. Because we all know those people and those couples. Exactly. You don't want to say the wrong thing. You Mm -hmm. don't want to make someone uncomfortable. That's what we're going to talk about today. And just as a disclaimer, these are our experiences that we're sharing. And these are our personal thoughts and opinions on this topic. Yes. Laura's going to tell us her story today. Yeah. Thank you for being brave and showing up to this. (laughs) Uh, This is always something I want to be honest about and open if someone asks me a direct question which is Um, fantastic it's being vulnerable and that is always a good thing it's definitely uncomfortable but I I feel this is important to normalize especially among women in a nutshell my situation was uh, my husband and I tried to get pregnant found out we couldn't and now um, we've just decided that no kids is fine for us too yeah that's an extremely simple sure (laughs) Right, like there's a whole lot of heartache and awfulness and ups and downs that went that went on. Exactly. So, not, not that I pretend to know, but I think if we could start off, just maybe you could talk about your expectations in the you know quote unquote trying to get pregnant phase. Sure. I mean, that's like it's funny because we all have this idea starting in high school when sex ed of like you can become pregnant at in- instantly like, <laughs> yes. first time it yes. will happen it's almost like are you doing enough to prevent pregnancy because oh, yes. <laughs> that's the fear I 100% thought that the first time I had sex I was gonna get pregnant right yeah yeah because like in, then in, in my 20s when I was like I you definitely didn't want to be pregnant and I never was pregnant never occurred to me that anything was wrong right you think when you're ready and when the time comes, it's yeah. going to be... It'll just it'll just happen, the right? The stork drops the baby <laughs> off at your doorstep. You just place that order exactly. and Amazon delivers, right? True story. Right? No. Yeah. And so I didn't actually get married until I was, what, 35, 36, something like that? Yeah. And so at that point, like, lots of my friends had had kids. And, like, oh, this is totally normal and easy. Yeah. And yeah. people are having kids later in life. And so it probably didn't even occur to you, like, is there going to be a situation when I decide yeah. it's time? Oh, right? until the doctor visit. Ah, the infamous doctor <laughs> yes. visit. Okay, tell us about that. Yeah, so what no. went wrong? <laughs> Where did the the wheels come off? Yeah, so you know, I went in and I was just like, hey, you know, we're trying to get pregnant. Like, what can we do? Whatever. And, yeah. and the thing they all, I, I don't know, did you get told this? Oh, just try really, really hard for a year just or so. Try. Yeah, just 
I, I haven't been told that, but I've heard from multiple people yeah. that the first step in all infertility conversations is try for several months, almost years before you yes. come back and ask if there's a problem. That's exactly it. Which, when, that's a little disheartening if you're, if well, you had a timeline in mind and it, it's not years away. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So I was like, okay, let's just get cracking. And so and I think, can I ask like, sure. was this at the beginning of your relationship? Or your marriage, I should say. Like, yeah, did you decide it, it pretty, pretty early much on? is, to be honest. I mean, we yeah. had already been together for, right. for a little while. <laughs> a decade. That's okay. <laughs> <laughs> and so, like, I mean, yeah, we were ready. Going through that, it, I feel like it, it builds, like, month to month to month. They're like, okay, nothing's happening. Oh, that's fine. Okay, another month. Yeah. Nothing's happening. Okay, that's fine. And, it, and the husband... It's kind of like out of the circle of... Like not taking on any of that anxiety, I would expect. Yeah, yeah. right. Because that's got to be compounding anxiety, like month to month go by. Yeah. You can't just take a pregnancy test right away. Like you, you know, you basically have to miss a period in order to... Oh, yeah. Right? Yeah. So that was just as regular as ever, right? Not I had bought the test, but never actually had to open the box. Didn't need to pee on a stick yet. Did not. And then... I want to say five or six months in, I was like, okay, let's uh, go back to the doctor and see yeah. what's going on. It had been a certain amount of time. Exactly. It feels right to ask another question. Yes. Yeah. And did some blood tests. My husband got to do the sperm count stuff, all of that jazz. Yeah. Check, and, checking off the list of... Yep. Exactly. And then and then they get the new... And, you know, and this is just like another like personal hit. Everything's fine with him. So Ugh. now it's, you know... It's you. It's me. Right. We were checking off suspects, and now you're the suspect. Exactly. Oh. We've narrowed down the field, right? That's, that's shitty to hear. It is. It just is. Right? How did you deal with that? How did you feel? Uh, okay, so the next question is, all right, so what is it? What can I do? Right. Right? Give me the solution. I'm at the doctors. You guys are experts. Yeah, you, you should know all about this. Yeah, right. And then the next hit was finding out my diagnosis. Okay. Which is... Unexplained infertility. That's a diagnosis? Exactly. Right? It's ludicrous. But that's that's what they told you? Yeah. When you have... I had no pain. I had no physical thing that they could see or, like, feel or, like, no lump or whatever. Yeah. No, no irregularity in my periods. Yeah. No, you know, all my blood work, everything, hormone level, like, everything is good. And no history in your family exactly. of any suspected. And so the majority of women who are infertile actually have this unexplained infertility diagnosis. Really? Yeah. There's no way to, unless we start like experimenting and poking around. So that's you come to the fork in the road. Yeah. Then you need to figure out if there's another way. And And it becomes more invasive, I would suspect, at that point. And then the third hit is fertility treatments are not covered by health insurance. Yeah, which is, I, I know, a huge, huge problem in this country. The amount of people who are trying to jump over that obstacle and, and the amount of like, sheer cost that it exactly. takes to get you there. So it's kind of like all these hits kind of, and, and so you're getting all these all this news in a very short amount of time. And I'm just like, let's just hit pause a second. Yeah. Because I'm now at the point of, we don't know what's wrong with you. Right. We're, it's going to be trial and error. And you kind of have to set yourself up for that. It's like going into yeah. a, a battle yeah. that you, you don't know who the foe is, right? Like you well, don't know who you're battling. So in my personal story, this was my stopping point. 
It was. Yeah. So this is all, like, very, like, black and white of, like, the events as they happened. Yeah. But what was actually going on with me these, like, I want to say the eight, nine months prior of us trying to get pregnant, right? Yeah. Is I felt myself becoming a totally different person. Really? Than I had ever been up to that point in life. And was it, like, more anxiety and just... When you're going through this, all of the rest of your life is still happening, too, right? <laughs> Girl, you are preaching to the choir. There's, right. There's no uh, leave of absence for somebody who finds out that they're infertile. Exactly. Or has like, so, that's... my work situation was, I was in a real shit job. Like, I... I really did not enjoy my job. I was, and I was surrounded by some great, great people, but they were at a much, they were in their like young twenties. Okay. So they weren't even close to this. Like, you don't know that there are life changing decisions coming up. Yes, exactly. And that, you know, or different kinds of life changing experiences. Yeah. It was just like, they weren't at this point in life that I was at. So it's not And you don't know what you don't know. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Learn that one a few thousand times. Like multiple things alike. Life isn't great great right now yeah and it was when I found myself like I'm not I'm the sort of person like I don't cry over my own life like a breakup or stuff like that or things going wrong or losing the job that's just not how you express your emotion exactly I'm the same way I'm just yeah yeah the tears don't come flowing for me in those situations but it was when you know it was another month of and I can't, you know, it's like month to month to month. I, I could never stop this hope that would come Ugh. of maybe this time. Yeah. And then you find out, nope. no. And I found myself at work and um, I was working for a search engine at the time. Okay. And I had to review news feeds. Okay. And then one of those awful stories came comes up Ugh. of the parent abusing and killing their, oh. like, newborn. And I was just like, <laughs> I just felt like an out of body experience. Yeah. Like, you know, this wasn't an ever, like, you know, seen those headlines before. Yeah. It's all too common, but right. it was just my reaction to it. Because the fragility of what's going on in yeah. your life at the moment. Yeah. Was, and knowing that other people aren't valuing it the way they were. That's it right there. And I'm in a very open office surrounded by 150 people. Yeah. <laughs> And, and I just want I, I, the waterworks. I want to cry. I want to throw a computer through a window. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's just you see red. Like there's just deep, yeah. deep anger there. And, and I was just I'm mentally and emotionally in a place I had never ever been to before. I can't keep doing this. And can I ask, in that moment or those moments, did you feel like you had a support, or did you feel alone? I felt a thousand percent isolated. Really. That makes it even harder. It, it does. I mean, part of it was I don't often ask for it. Like, I, that's not how my personality to ask for emotional support. Of course. And then I'm finding and myself... People wouldn't know to give it to you. Right. <laughs> <laughs> the most intuitive of us can't yeah. often uh, you know, and decipher yeah, the disguise that we wear when we that, don't want people knocking. It's that double-edged sword, right? Of I can fake it very, very well. Yeah. And no one's asking. Yeah. And and then I, I want to say that there's another point of, like, when you're going through something so new and different, you don't have the words. Yeah. Right? Like, <laughs> I mean, how would you, my least favorite question that anybody can ever ask is, well, well, let me know how I can help you. What can I do to help you? And in those types of situations, I don't know if you're this way, but I just fear somebody asking, like, what can I do to help you? I'm like, 
I've got about a gazillion things I'm trying to go through right now. I don't have time to make a to-do list for you. So <laughs> I'll say that that was my low point. Okay. And I have to say, I'm sorry that you had to go through that alone. And thank you for sharing that story. Right. But I'm sorry you had to be there alone at the time because that's awful. And I know, like, and that, that's part why this was so important for me to say because I know there's so many other women yeah. who have had that, that point. Exactly. And it may not have been about fertility or pregnancy or anything yeah but it's just like you have this like the deep isolation yeah and and I don't know why as social creatures we put ourselves in those isolated places because I've done the same thing too it's not a criticism of you or anybody else who does that I do the same thing and it's like how can we expect ourselves to function if we if we're relying on ourselves solely to resolve the problem. Yes. You know, like, how do you, you don't have all the tools to do that. Like, where would you get the tools to do that? I mean, that's the funny thing is, like, when you're very, very self-sufficient, yeah. you're really, really shitty at asking for help. Right. <laughs> right. <laughs> that's probably the one thing you're not good at. Yeah. Right? right? While I'm going through this, I want to say my husband knew only surface level. Yeah. Which, that was, that was your choice to... Yeah, because again, what could he do? Yeah, any differently? Yeah, <laughs> and and I'm sure he supported you in the way that you allowed him to, in the best right. way that he knew how. But you, that's, that's I a, mean, I'll say we're still married. Like, yes, exactly. That was the worst thing I've ever gone through, and I'm glad it's behind me. Yeah, and that you can. Yeah, you've clearly grown from it. You've you've allowed yourself to grow out of it. I knew I didn't have the strength to then go through the path and, yeah. and the trial and error and the physical emotional toll that fertility treatments were gonna do. Yeah, or or even the invasive process of trying to figure out like if there was something else in that undiagnosed infertility <laughs> that you could resolve. Yeah, yeah, it was just... that's a big chasm of information. How yeah, do you it climb was, into that? I'm just disappointed of the fact of, like, if you can't even, like, find any sort of path to start going down with yeah. this, how am I going to trust the system to to get to the end goal? Yeah. Right? Yeah. So I have to say, I feel like you're a very brave person and intuitive for being able to recognize that that was your stopping point and not allowing yourself deeper, further hurt and pain, maybe, than you needed to experience. And and I guess my question then is, how, like, how did you get closure from that? Like, how have you been able to move on and feel resolved with that? You know, that's fair to ask. And I think some of it is also, I never imagined, as I was growing up, I was like, I'm, I never did the, I'm going to be a mother and I'm going to have yeah. four kids and they're going to, these are going to be their names. Like, yeah. I, you didn't I, have that. I didn't do that. I didn't, you the know. The Monica Geller wedding book. I did like, not. I did, I did not think I would get married. I did not imagine my wedding. I did not imagine my like dream husband or kid. So I didn't have like that history of like, this should be a part of my life. Yeah. So you didn't have to mourn the loss necessarily. So, some no, of that. Yeah. I don't want to say that you didn't have to mourn a loss. I'm sorry. That's not correct. But if you didn't have the expectation mm -hmm. of that for your entire life, right? then maybe it's just a fraction easier to adjust. Maybe. And that's why I wanted to say that. I because, don't want to show No, it's like, because some people like this is uh, vital to their... I, again, like words are difficult in, this, in these uh, topics. Well, I know um, what you're saying. A lot of people define themselves by, a lot of women mm -hmm. define themselves by the role of being a mother. Yes. And I think that's completely fair to say. And I think what I'm hearing you say, and don't let me put words in your mouth, but you never defined yourself with that being a role that you had to play. Yes. 
I think that's a great way to put it. And another part of it was, and I've touched on this in other episodes, of unemployment, breakups, or whatever. I don't know where I always have this confidence that I'm going to have a great life. I just do. Yeah. You know, and so even though I never imagined myself with kids and now I don't have kids, I still have a great life. (laughs) And that's a blessing. And that's all I can do, right? I don't have answers for anyone else. Yeah, and that, that doesn't at all discount any of what you went through or or the fact that you didn't have that plan doesn't mean that it wasn't as painful or (laughs) that you didn't go into a deep, you know, cycle of treatments. That doesn't mean that it's not as painful. I think what we're really trying to say is everybody has their own journey Mm -hmm. and acknowledging the fact that the, that is someone's own personal journey and that it's okay to talk about it, whatever level that journey ended up taking you on. That's the important. I'm I'm glad I had the foresight to think through not just the positive outcome for this of like oh we're pregnant, but also the like what's my end point? And And did you think that through beforehand? I did. I did. That's the the thing that I love about you and your brain is that you are an amazing future thinker. (laughs) A lot of people do a, a lot of present thinking and a lot of past thinking and you are a very good future thinker i just thought i was a pessimist erica thank you for the spin yeah, on that. i think it's there can be good outcomes and there can be bad outcomes and you kind of have to plan for both yeah if you want to truly acknowledge what your life is or is not and i will say what actually helped me see that i, I need to consider other options was uh, hearing from my sister um speak about her friend mm-hmm. and because they tried fertility treatments for years and then they ended up going through the adoption route and yeah. had a lot of ups and downs. So just yeah. hearing again, another woman's journey yeah. through trying to have a family. I think the more versions of this that we can get out there. Exactly. <laughs> it's, it's like, it just helps you like think think through, see another viewpoint other than what the doctor tells you other than what you see on TV, other than like internet. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> right. Well, and then I do think that, that that is the powerful point, which is that you just don't know what mm-hmm. someone has gone through and being able to hear and listen and acknowledge that each of those journeys are their own thing and they're right for the person, yeah. but that something that might have happened to someone else can help you. Yes. Or something that happened to you can help someone else. That's what I hope. And yeah. That's why I try to always be honest. So, like, if someone asks me, yeah. like, oh, why don't you have kids? Oh, I'll tell them. Do, do <laughs> you? I will say, you know, I, I happen to be infertile. Yeah. And and, and how do people respond to that? But I, I, I it's a two-part you know, answer. Yeah. I'm infertile, and I'm okay with that. Yeah. You know, like, that's the other part. It's like, I'm not mourning. There's not a hole in my life. Yeah. Like, it's okay, guys. Yeah, I've, <laughs> you know? I've come to terms with it. And uh, it's all right. Yeah. <laughs> I really admire that about you, that you own the choices and both choices that you were able to make and choices that you weren't mm-hmm. able to make, but that you acknowledge that that's part of your journey. And I don't, I, I know that that's really hard for a lot of people. I think that's a, uh, you said something very, very insightful to say the choices you don't get to make. Yeah, And that's something I think people don't consider when it comes to pregnancy and fertility. Yeah. I feel like every other situation, there's a way, right? There's a plan. Sure. There's something you can buy. There's someone you can see. There's money you can, like, you can learn it or you can practice it or you can, yeah. Yep. When it comes to fertility, you 
do not know until you start trying. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. And there, there's no crystal ball that you can look into. Yeah. And, you know, I, I look at people in my life who like yourself have, have found out that they're in that stage or people who haven't yet gotten to that stage. Mm-hmm. And I think, you know, Oh, I, I just hope it goes as, as planned for you, you know? Yes. And if not, I hope that they have the strength as you did to future think the positive yeah. and the negative possibility. I wish this uh, was more out there. Just this yeah. idea. You can want this for a time, but yeah. you could also be okay with not having it on either side. That's a really powerful point, which is that it's okay to want something. Mm-hmm. And it's also okay not to get that thing that you want. How you react to that is the difference between you who can sit here and say you have a good life. Right. And somebody who feels like perhaps that would have ruined their life. Right? Yes. And, and I'm not trying to discount at all anybody who had an intention mm-hmm. of being a, a parent and did not get that opportunity. Like, this isn't that conversation. Yeah. This is just this. The... This is my experience. Exactly. This is kind of what I went through. Always willing to share this, too. Because it's just my life, right? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, so it's okay to take a break from it. Yeah. Because you do get in these cycles of month to month hoping, taking drugs, trying yeah. to find something, and it and it's and you can hyper focus on that, yeah. right? But it has a toll, yeah, right. <laughs> and there, Mental and physical. There toll. is a toll on it, so don't don't lose yourself in that process, yeah, right. And 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 at any point you can stop, yeah. You can just stop, either pause or just stop. Do what you need to do. To do be what you. you need to do to be you. I yeah. Love that. I love that. And then my final question, I guess, for you is, I, I, and this is coming from me personally, is I know through our friendship that we were friends during that time when you were going through this infertility, and I knew that our circle of friends were all in that having kids mm-hmm. stage of life, and I didn't know what to say to you because I suspected that you wanted to have kids right. and that it wasn't going well trying <laughs> for having kids, but I didn't want to bring that up because yeah. I wasn't sure... As a good friend, what role would you have liked from a good friend in that moment or in those moments? It's almost hard to say at that time. Yeah. I, I, I probably would have, honestly, I probably would have brushed you off. Okay. And just been like, oh, it's fine. Don't worry about me. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Because uh, when you're so deep in it at certain points. Yeah. You know? <laughs> so my tactic of avoidance was a good one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and, and it's expecting a lot to say that you you don't put that weight off trying to approach someone else in this. Yeah, wait for them to come to you. Well, yeah, so like you I, should get to choose your circle. Like, yeah, and like, I will say, I yeah, we do share a, a circle of friends in common. Yeah, that was not the circle I was speaking to at this time, and that's understandable. Yeah. It's like it, it, when it comes to this topic, I had another friend who I could talk to. Yeah. And you were pro- getting what you needed. Exactly. Like that's part of it. Like it's not something you want spread around the circle of the people. No, exactly. Right? And that's what I'm getting at is the fact yeah. that I think all too often people feel that they have a responsibility to ask about these things mm-hmm. or that it's like an okay question to say like, Oh, when are you going to have kids? Yeah. Or are you guys going to have kids? Are you trying to have kids? It's like, well, you don't know what's going on. Yes. And unless, and I think, and you tell me if I'm wrong, unless the person who's going through it engages the conversation, you should probably just keep your damn mouth shut. I know it's really, really hard, but I agree with that. Okay. And I want to circle back because 
going back to that point of like it's okay to want things like yeah. it's okay for in-laws to want grandchildren oh yeah you know <laughs> like, the age old thing right? that you want as soon as you have children is for them to have children yeah and there's an excitement about it right yeah. and so you know I'm juggling all these new feelings and information yeah. I, I can't manage too many other like inputs and outputs around that situation right can't and probably shouldn't have to right Try to make sure the in-laws understand the situation. and That's to, where the husband comes in handy, that potentially. That is will, exactly. You will proxy funnel the information to the in-laws and tell them to stop asking questions. That's on. That was to a T what had to happen. Then that's okay. Yeah. And, and that's 100% so, okay. Yeah. Again, I, there's no right answer. No. And that was just, for me at that time, I, I couldn't speak to it. Yeah. I couldn't. You were still processing. Like, you were going through, like, that is a loss. Yeah, you, you were going through a loss. You were mourning a loss in your life. Yes, and yeah. that there's there's stages of grief that you were going through. <laughs> That's exactly it. Well, do you have any resources that you'd want to share with our listeners about this? <sighs> you, your personal email address. Right. If they have questions. <laughs> um, I I wish I could say I was like, oh, this helped me out, or like this. You know, helping yeah. it. But uh, to me, it was just having that very firm, this is the end. Yeah. Boundaries. It, you uh, made boundaries. I, that was exactly it. Like, I had that boundary. And that's going to be different for everyone else. Absolutely. But respect yourself. If you set that boundary for yourself, respect it. And that's good advice. Thank you so much for sharing your story. Yeah, I think absolutely. it was our goal to each be vulnerable and and brave about this mm-hmm. with, with the hope that it helps even just one other person go yes. through something like this, then it was an experience worth sharing. Yes. And that's what we hope. It's a tough topic with a good friend. Oh, uh, <laughs> yes. And that's what makes it easier to say because I'm, I'm speaking to you. Which is you and me here in the garage. That's right. All that matters. I appreciate having this space to share my story of infertility. And for those seeking more resources, please visit infertilityawareness.org. This website is run by Resolve, the National Infertility Association. Along with information and support, this website is also a platform for other women to share their infertility stories. And join us next week for the second half of this Tough Topics with Good Friends, where Erica will be sharing her experience with miscarriage and pregnancy. Thanks so much for listening. Thanks so much for listening and don't forget to subscribe and leave us a review. Where can you find us? On Instagram and Facebook at Podcast. Our website is OhForSurePodcast.com. And if you have any topics, ideas, questions, or gratuitous compliments, please email us at OhForSurePodcast at gmail.com.